0: We've heard a lot about the Cardinals farm system throughout the entire year. And now that the Arizona fall league is complete and some of these names we've talked about are being brought up in possible trade packages for other players. We felt it was a good idea to bring in locked on MLB prospects host, Lindsay Crosby, and we'll have a crossover episode for you guys today on locked on
1: Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey there, Cardinal fans. I'm J.D. Haffer, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals and Locked on MLB Prospects your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, we've talked a lot about uh, prospects recently because uh, we had the Arizona Fall League, and uh, now we're talking about trying to acquire other pieces for this Cardinals team to make a push for a World Series championship this year. They've fallen short the last few years, so some things need to be changed. Some things need to be upgraded, and uh, the prospects are going to be a big part of how the team acquires these assets because we don't think that they're going to spend all that much money in free agency sure the payroll's probably going to go up but that doesn't mean that they're going to make some big splash in free agency it appears that the trade route is something that the Cardinals have been good in in the past that's uh, usually where they've acquired guys like Goldschmidt and Arnato and they had to give up prospects to do that so to talk about the prospects today let's bring in Lindsey Crosby all about the prospects
1: Mr. Crosby how are you today sir I'm um, doing well. Always, always good to be here with uh, some of the best, most educated baseball fans in the sport.
0: Look at that; he's already buttering us all up, <laughs> telling us how good they are. All right. Well, uh, let's hope you think as highly of the fan base. You think as highly of the prospects as uh, that they have that uh, are maybe not even going to be with the team much longer. So uh, I was telling them uh, in the intro here that. You know, you're probably going to have to trade some pieces here so that you can get bigger pieces to complete this puzzle that we call a world championship. So, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest names and the one position that's been targeted the most, at least from uh, everything we've gathered and from what we've heard from uh, John Mozelak, is they they're going after a catcher. It seems to be their number one priority over any starting pitching or any outfielders or even any of these big name shortstops. They want a catcher. Uh, For agent wise, you've got Wilson Contreras, which is going to yeah. be very, very expensive. And mm-hmm. people aren't sure whether or not he's going to be worth it or not. They don't think he's that great of a catcher. Some people, I, 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 th- I think he's fine, but um, he, you're basically putting him in there to, to, to be a hitter. Not so much the defensive side, which is something that the Cardinals really, really cherish is the defensive side of uh, the game because gold glovers all over the infield you've had him in the outfield. We've had Yadier Molina for what feels like 75 years behind the plate. So that's what, what we a like. tough act to
1: follow. Golly. <laughs> exactly. No, and pressure. we know.
0: Yeah. Right. And we know that we can't replace Yadier Molina. You're not going to find another one of those. So that no. that's an obvious thing. But if we were to go out and trade to get, another catcher to be that starter for next year. There's been two names at the top of the list that people have been um, mentioning the most, and that is Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's and then Alejandro Kirk from the Toronto Blue Jays. So why don't we start with Sean Murphy and Lindsay, what do you think would be a package that is, that is worthy for somebody like Sean Murphy, who's got a lot of competition from other teams that are
1: going to be coming in to, to try to take him? That's the big thing to remember When before I say the package is Sean Murphy is is highly coveted by a lot of teams. And some fans will look at Sean Murphy and not understand why. Because you go out and you say, oh, yeah, 215 with 18 home runs. Like, that's not that special. An OPS of 759. But you have to remember the context, right? The ballpark that he plays in is absolutely cavernous. And then the lineup that he was in was full of journeymen and prospects. No protection. No run support. And so the advanced statistics say that Sean Murphy is a very good offensive catcher, Uh, 122 WRC plus fourth among catchers uh, expected on base average of 344, which the MLB average is like 313. and the closest offensive comparisons to what Sean Murphy did last year, JT real Muto, who's another complete catcher who will catch every day, uh, Carlos Correa and Francisco Lindor. So that's the caliber of hitter you're getting if you add Sean Murphy to your lineup. So that being said, that and the competition out there to get him, uh, I have a, a four-player package. And the headline piece is going to have to be one of the top guys. I'm either looking at uh, shortstop Mazzin Win simply because that is a position of need for the athletics or Nolan Gorman because they do need lefty power as well. To go with that, I'm, com- I'm putting in a top 10 pitcher. Uh, I'm looking at a Gordon Gracifo, a Cooper Yerpe. Matthew Liebertor is technically on that list, but later I want to tell you why you should keep them. And then okay. I'm looking at uh, two lower-level prospects, like a hitter and a pitcher. So uh, the pitcher, I'm looking at somebody like a right-hand pitcher, Freddie Pacheco. Fastball slider, uh, could work as a reliever right now, but has some promising tools. And then a power hitter like a Chandler Redmond, or maybe a, a, an outfielder with high contact ability like a Juan Ben Cho. So four-player package, but it's one top five prospect, one top ten prospect, and ultimately four top 30 prospects to get Sean Murphy.
0: Now, I know the initial reaction from people is going to be, whoa, that's crazy, that is way too yeah. much to give up. But what people have to realize is – even though the Cardinals have fleeced a lot of teams over the years when it comes to trades, uh, Nolan Arenado, anybody, Paul Goldschmidt, yep. which you know Carson Kelly's a good piece, but uh, you know for the most part the Cardinals have won these trades. Uh, but you do have to give up things to get good things, and they're mm-hmm. not going to take the crap left over. Like where there are people who are like, well send them Paul DeYoung, and send they not they don't want him. Why would they want him? You you're, you you want to actively get rid of these guys. Why would somebody else want them? if that's the case. So you have to give up something big. And uh, you mentioned Mason Wynn, who's the, uh, you know, the number two overall prospect in their, in their system. He's a shortstop. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I had a talk with Sully about Mason Wynn. And uh, cause he, he's like, yes, you know, obviously Sean Murphy is a great idea to go after and get, he would fit in nicely there. Uh, and I told him, I was like, you know, he's the, a double a shortstop. And he goes, good, bye, have fun. <laughs> like he's like, you know, he, he treats him as if like, like they don't really mean all that much because you can get an all-star caliber gold glove caliber catcher mm-hmm. and put him right in your lineup where we don't really know if Mason Wynn's going to be what everybody
1: wants him to be. Cause he's still
0: 20 years old.
1: Yeah. And, and the question to me with, with Mason Wynn is, has always been offense, right? It's always been how is the bat going to come through as far as, you know, contact ability. He's still prone to chasing out of the zone. He's still susceptible to good spin and it's something where he's he's just at the point where he's gotten enough highlight plays, he's had enough flashy moments where he has the name recognition and he has mm. the shine but he hasn't had that higher level test where he has a chance to lose value. So this is the peak of his value mm-hmm. because there's just enough unknown to know whether or not he's going to work. Uh, but ultimately it's just a it's a situation where He's not going to help you in 2023. He may or may not help you in 2024, depending on his development. And even when when he does come up, uh, he doesn't have as big of an impact as a gold glove catcher would have. And you are in a contending window right now. Paul Goldschmidt is, what, 35 years old? I mean, you Mm. you are in the middle of a contending window right now. Um, He also happens to fit a position of need because they need middle infielders. They need shortstops. And so that's kind of why it works. If it's Nolan Gorman instead, that's a situation where position of strength for you, because you have plenty of guys who can play in the middle infield or who can play in the outfield. I know the DH spot is now opening up, but it just feels like you probably don't want Nolan Gorman DHing every day. That's better to rotate that around some of the vets and give their legs a day off. So Correct. that's kind of why I picked those two guys. The only real untouchables in this system to me uh, are Jordan Walker and Tinkins. Other than that, I think we're, for the most part, we're open for business and that should be how it works. If you're trying to get a massive upgrade, like you would have if you get Sean Murphy or Alejandro
0: Kirk. Yeah. Which is somebody I want to bring up next here. Uh, But yeah, when you talk about the middle infield for the Cardinals, you've got a couple guys, if you believe in Brendan Donovan, and he's a guy that you think is going to be legit. If you think what happened this past year where he wins a gold glove Uh, solid on-base percentage guy, can play second base. Third rookie of the year. Yeah, and then uh, you have uh, Tommy Edmond over at shortstop, gold glove caliber shortstop, who, by the way, has outstanding numbers, was uh, easily a top-10 shortstop uh, offensively in Major League Baseball this year. Um, If you believe in those guys, then the need for a shortstop's not really there for this year or next year, which makes Mm -hmm. Mason win more expendable which is try what i try to tell people i don't want to trade mason win but i really want to get a good catcher alejandro yeah. kirk's the other one that has been brought up a lot from the toronto blue jays not a lot of people know much about him because he's uh, essentially played one full season with the blue Jays so far uh what can you tell us about him and what would you give up comparing the prospects that you just decided you would move for sean murphy would it be similar less more for alejandro kirk so
1: for Alejandro Kirk, the big thing here is physically he looks like a catcher, right? 5'8", 265, big boy. <laughs> uh, it's something where you've got, I believe, about four-plus years of team control left uh, because yeah. he is so much younger. He debuted in 2020. And last year, almost four WAR, 285, 372, 415. Played, uh, He was catcher 1B. So he w- didn't, you know, he he. When Danny Jansen was healthy, Jansen was taking the majority of starts. He was alternating catching and DHing. You could probably work him out a little bit at first base, but you don't need that. You're taken care of there. Um, won a Silver Slugger, so yeah. I mean, absolutely has uh, was an All Star, has plenty of offense for you. Uh, the package for me is I'm looking at I'm starting off with someone like a Nolan Gorman. Uh, they have plenty of pl- plenty of infielders, but specifically the Blue Jays are looking for lefty power. So I'm looking at like a Nolan Gorman uh, and then an outfielder. They do need an outfielder. Lars Dupar is a lefty outfielder. They need left-handers in lineup. They need outfielders. Feels like it's kind of a perfect marriage, especially with Jordan Walker coming up. And then they're going to want a lower-level pitching prospect, uh, you know, Again, somebody like a Pacheco, something like that. But I think you can do it with just two major pieces, provided that they're both good pieces with plenty of team control, which both Barr and Gorman are.
0: And you mentioned Danny Jansen, which is somebody that uh, I have also been kind of down on just because of the injuries and when he's been in there, I guess he's been good, but you think Danny Jansen would be a nice fit for the Cardinals if they ended up going that route instead.
1: Yeah. Going with the, the idea of the, the, the spirit of Yadi Molina, you, you, you have a guy who defensively is well-regarded and then also it like can call a game very well, has very good management of a pitching staff, can really be the veteran presence for you. And then he picked up the power production in 2022, leaned more into pulling the ball. I think it's an offensive profile that would work there in St. Louis. And I don't think the price would be as high because there's only two years of team control. So you could probably do that with something like a large newt bar as the primary piece of the package, throw in a lower-level pitcher. And then I think you even have the opportunity to ask for a lower-level pitching prospect back. And they have a couple guys with traits you could go out and ask for. C.J. Van Iac just had Tommy John, so he's not going to be pitching this year. But they'll have a 40-man issue with him uh, in about two years. Kendry Rojas has, a, has two good pitches and is a nice little base there in a ball you could work off of. So I think giving them, a, you know, using an outfielder, saving a top prospect could probably get you Jansen and maybe another piece if you wanted to go that route instead, provided you're comfortable with your backup options for if he gets hurt again, because he has play, pitch, played in under 100 games in two straight years.
0: Yeah, that's true all right
1: well uh great insight there on uh, what it might
0: take to to get some of uh, the names that we've talked about a lot on this show with uh, sean murphy alejandro kirk and danny jansen uh arizona fall league took place and uh, wrapped up a couple of weeks ago and the cardinals were well represented there so we're going to get lindsey's takes on uh how everybody did in the Arizona Fall League. Specifically, we want to talk about Connor Thomas, who won uh, the Pitcher of the Year Award while he was there. So uh, we'll get into that next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so the more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. And you can order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. And uh, Lindsay actually is a Simply Safe customer. What is something that you feel is like your favorite part about it? Because uh, you know, you always catch people out showing off the uh, apps and stuff where they're looking at their dogs and they're unlocking things. They're like, look how cool this is. Is that something that uh, stands out to you about Simply Safe? Or are there other things that you like more?
1: I was about to say the app is the best part because <laughs> if I'm wherever I am in my house, if I'm traveling, whatever it is, if somebody's coming to the house to do something, I can unlock the front door turn the alarm off for them let them in if they're pet sitting for us i can see when packages get delivered i can monitor my house watch my kids in the playroom upstairs without having to go up there fantastic the user interface is great and it's incredibly reliable what i love about it is you you pick and choose the parts that you want for your system and then everything installs yourself no need to drill holes in the wall you're not inviting strangers into your house it's simple it's easy it's fantastic and
0: right now it is 50% off, you guys. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We want to thank you guys for making Locked on Cardinals and Locked on MLB Prospects your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We are joined today by Locked On MLB Prospects, Lindsey Crosby, uh, talking about trades. We're talking about prospects, and uh, we've had a couple of guys on the show recently. Uh, you mentioned Gordon Graceffo, uh earlier in the show. Uh, we just had uh, Mike Antico, who was actually at the Arizona Fall League, which is what we want to talk about now because uh, you know the Arizona Fall League. Some people may not be as familiar with it, but it's becoming very important because it highlights some of the the best prospects in a team's organization. And the Cardinals sent Jordan Walker there. Mason Wynn was there. Uh, Tink Hentz, Mike Antico, and then Connor Thomas, who ended up winning the Pitcher of the Year Award. Uh, what can you tell us about these guys
1: and how they performed at the Arizona Fall League? What stood out to you? So every organization uses the Fall League differently. But I love what the Cardinals do because the Cardinals' philosophy is uh, here's a Fall League is kind of our finishing school. We're going to have our guys in double-A. We're going to give them some a taste of triple-A. We think they're just about to come up. We're going to send them to the fall league. And then the next year, especially the position players, we're calling them up and they're playing. And so, uh, you know, like watching what Jordan Walker did, 21 games, 286, 367, 558. 22 total hits, 11 of those were extra base hits. Like just shows me he's very comfortable uh, at the plate. He knows what he's doing. He's getting plenty of power with five home runs. Uh, only little bit of concern, and I think this just may be who he is now, but 10 walks to 23 strikeouts in 21 games. So striking out just over once a game, uh, that's pretty much, I think, who he's going to be at the big league level. You're probably going to see a strikeout right there in the 20s, uh, but looked comfortable in the outfield. Looks like he's taken that change well. I like the idea of getting him into a different setting and letting him play outfield in that different – You know, he hadn't been out west doing that, looked good. Uh Connor Thomas, can we talk about the cutter for Connor Thomas? Please. <laughs> uh, yeah. So 2019, fifth rounder out of Georgia Tech, and it was always like, okay, he's got a slider that's plus, and then he's got two fastballs, a two-seamer and a four-seamer. And it's, you know, the four-seamer is kind of below average. His whole thing was the command was really good. You well, you sh- sharpen and polish this cutter here, and he's he's always kept the ground ball rate below 50%, which I like. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of his game, is I don't blow you away with stuff, but I've got plus command. I can put it where I want it. Six games started in the fall league in 25 and two thirds innings. ERA of one, seven, five, 34 strikeouts to five walks. And the big thing, zero home runs. So the cutter is helping him miss bats because it's a different pitch shape than he had before. He didn't have anything that had that kind of movement profile. And so you've got the slider, you've got this, Anything you can do to not have to throw that four-seamer as much, to me, is good. And so I'm I'm higher on him than you would be from looking at his numbers in Memphis last year, simply because of how good he looked in Arizona. Every time I was able to pull the video up and, and watch games out there, he looked comfortable. And he the the hitters never did. And that's the big thing for him, being a control artist without overwhelming stuff, is you just have to keep hitters off balance. And he definitely did that with the cutter.
0: Yeah, and he's uh, not a big guy. You know, we're, we're used to seeing, you know, 6'4", 200-pounders out there on the mound these days, and Connor's uh, just your average 5'11", 170 pounds. Like, he's not a big guy whatsoever. Uh, do you think he projects as a starter in Major League Baseball if he keeps up on the pace? You know, if he's going to be in the, in the show one day, is he a starter or is he somebody that might be better as a relief pitcher coming out of the pen? So, I would have said
1: he's – long relief for a spot starter adding the cutter in there being able to pick up the pitch and sharpen it to be as good as it is now uh, gives me hope that he can fit in the rotation still the thing Mm -hmm. I I still think it's going to be back into the rotation simply because the stuff isn't overwhelming right right he's a control artist he's living off of deception he's living off of keeping you off balance and so that's going to limit his overall ceiling I mean you know Being 5'11", 175, the extension's not really going to be there. Uh, The weight behind it to get the power is not going to be there. But absolutely do think adding that cutter in means he can at least challenge for number four, number five. I think his best role is going to be long reliever, spot starter, uh, maybe opening games for you if if something happens in a bullpen game. But I do feel better about his big league uh, potential now than I did after the regular season and the numbers he put up in Memphis. And there's one thing to keep
0: in mind about Connor Thomas too, is the fact that, uh, you know, he just started throwing this cutter. So nobody had tape on him yet. <laughs> and so people are going to get a look at it now and might be able to adjust to it better. But when we spoke with Mike Antica, who was playing center field uh, for his team out there in Arizona Fall League, like, he was like, it was baffling to watch hitters try to hit that pitch. He goes, it'd be over here. And then all of a sudden it's over there. He goes, and you get this great view in center field from, it." And he goes, it was nuts. And yep. he was just messing people up in the league and he was really impressed by it. So uh that's good to hear. And uh you were you also mentioned something. Um well we'll talk about Matthew Libertory in a little bit. We'll talk about yeah. that in a bit. But let's uh let's go with um what what about we we mentioned Mason Win? What about Teen Kent? Teen Kentz didn't get a lot of play in the Arizona Fall League, but you're very high on him. You had him on your untouchable list. What what about Tink?
1: Yeah. Had him on the untouchable list, and the big thing here for for T. Kentz is the fastball is really really good, and what I love about the kind of the profile of the pitches is unlike a lot of pitchers. So a lot of pitchers right now are have been working horizontally. So it's a fastball, and then they'll throw a sweepy slider that goes that just that breaks uh, either you know left or right away from you, and they kind of keep you on the same plane with your bat. Teak Hintz is a, a vertical pitcher. And so the, fa- the 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 fastball, he throws it up in the zone very well. Uh, he has a lower release. And so it kind of looks like it rises on you as it's coming to the plate. It's not rising. Like it, gravity-wise, it can't do that. But it looks like it is. Uh, we call that carry when we're kind of breaking down these pitches. And then the curveball breaks down and away from most hitters. And so it's it's changing your eye level. And you can't just stick your bat into a certain part of the zone and count on making contact. It actually makes you figure out what's coming next. And then he can uh, pull out a, a change up that, kind of, that just catches you off guard. So I love that. I loved watching those. And I think the big thing for him is just getting more experience. I mean, 2020 high school guy. So you had, you know, a year and a half in the minors is pretty much all you had. Um, mm-hmm. I could see him being one of the few exceptions to that 2023 call-up because he's a finishing school guy. Uh, but I expect him to spend 23 in the minors and then towards the end of the season, similar to what the Braves did with Spencer Strider, towards the end of the season, calling him up, giving him a start or two once the division's wrapped up, seeing how he performs to figure out, is he ready to, to be part of the big leagues in 24? But very big fan of what Team Kansas has done.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing I want to remind all of our our listeners about is uh, these guys are kids, man. These guys are twenty. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're the the guy, the big guys that we're talking about here, the Mason Wins, the Jordan
1: Walkers, and the Teen Kids. These are twenty year old guys, like so. Uh, they're, and Teen Kids just turned twenty in August. He yeah. did. He put up a one three eight ERA in low A at age nineteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, we know we know we saw the Braves able to pull it off where you know they brought up. Uh, you know, the, the, their guy, their rookies this year and I uh, got the rookie of the year award, but it doesn't always work out that way. So I just kind of tell people like, just be patient with some of these guys. Okay. Don't freak out that they're only in double a still just give them some time. Just give them mm-hmm. some time. All right. Well, uh, we want to talk about a guy that's had some time in the minors and, uh, and I'm worried has the shine worn off on Matthew Liberatore? The one The one time Cardinals top pitching prospect going into this past year that's where he was he's not there anymore Gordon Graceffo has gone past him so we're going to talk about Matthew Libertor next on Locked on Cardinals uh betonline.net is a, a fantastic spot to go we talk about it all the time where if you are into sports betting at all that needs to be your number one source to uh, have it like bookmarked on your computer and the place you need to be for the info, the stats, the news, the analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. Now, Lindsay, you were telling me that they've got the uh,
1: odds on World Series for Cardinals next year are, already up. Already up. Cardinals are plus 2,000. It is the, the 11th best odds in baseball to make the world series. And obviously we haven't made any deals yet to improve such things. So if, hopefully they if get you get Sean done. Murphy or Alejandro Kirk, the first thing you should do is <laughs> run to bet online and take plus 2000, because <laughs> it's going to come down to about 1500 or so.
0: Yeah. 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 So, uh, jump in on it. Like I mentioned, have it bookmark. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix on whatever sports you're interested in. You know, you got the, uh, college, uh, conference championship games coming up college football guys like, uh, Michigan, Purdue, Georgia, LSU, and more. Get your picks in there. Obviously, the NFL, ginormous. You know, you can make your bets with Thursday night football coming up. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Uh, World Cup going on right now. Obviously, that, those are things. You know, you want to bet on Team USA? Go for it. You can do it at Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, Matthew Liberator. A guy that uh, I don't even know if he's gotten a fair shake yet in the Cardinals organization because everybody's upset about how they acquired him. That they had to Mm -hmm. give up somebody pretty darn good to get Matthew Liberatore in the Cardinals organization. And that has been kind of haunting him (laughs) since they got him. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't really, in my eyes, hasn't lived up to expectations. Again, another young guy. He's still trying to learn everything, but uh, what can you tell us about Matthew Libertor? Because when I bring him up to other locked on podcast hosts about trades with their teams, they have no interest in him. Like they're just <laughs> like, nah, we don't want him. He stinks. We don't, we don't want anything to do. Is that what's going on out there, Lindsay? Or is do people think that Matthew Liberatore is not really that
1: good anymore? If you look at just basic stats, then you're not going to think he's great. I mean, his, his major league ERA in nine games last year was a 597. Mm-hmm. In Memphis, his ERA in 22 games was 517. So, mm-hmm. on its surface, and I think that's what people are looking at and they say, oh, yeah, he's not good. Uh, I, I tend to have a little bit of a different view. I like Matthew Liebertor, I like what he does. I can't understand his, he alternates between good starts and bad starts. And it's kind of when yeah. you see it, it's kind of glaring. So, his first six major league starts last year, the runs allowed four, zero, four, zero, five, zero. Memphis, the end of the year in September, seven earned runs, zero earned runs, four earned runs, zero. Run. It's he just alternates. And I'm not quite sure what to make of it. There's a couple things I think it's all mental. So, uh, 36 innings in the big leagues last year. Uh, so opening 36 innings, walked seven of those 36 guys. He only walked 18 batters, but seven of those were to open an inning. Um, when I look at, at right, he's had an OPS over 1,000 mm-hmm. on him. And I, I, I just, it's, the, the stuff is good. Let me, here's a comparison to somebody else who I think is really good. So Matthew Libertor, uh, his fastball, it's a low spin fastball, right about league average velocity. Uh, curveball, high spin curveball um, to go along with a sinker, slider, change. This other pitcher, very similar arsenal: fastball about fifty five percent of league average, low spin, high spin curveball, slider, change, sinker. The other pitcher, the exact same arsenal. Max Fried. He is hit. Hit the five pitches he throws are the five pitches Max Fried throws and mm-hmm. the characteristics of libertors are very similar to the characteristics of freeds and so to me the phys- like the stuff is similar to max freed it's got to be mental we knew that libertor was very much a cerebral pitcher was very much a a game plan pitcher a you know i want to under- like i want to mix my pitches do my sequencing uh, read your swing and figure out what you're doing I don't know if it's just a, because he went back and forth between St. Louis and Memphis, he never got a chance to prep adequately or what it may have been. But, and, and I'm not saying that he's the next Max Freed, but I'm saying that.
0: Oh no, you can't take that back now. He is the next Max Fried, <laughs> the next next Freed. the next
1: Max Freed. National League Cy Young runner up. Uh, no, but, but the stuff is similar. And so I don't think the stuff is the reason why, why he struggled. Now, the, the change, he threw one change up all year to lefties. They were all to righties and 31% with percentage on it. So like, it's a good pitch at the same time, batting average against a 455 and slugging of 818, a little bit of that was bad luck. A little bit of that is not necessarily hitting his spots. So I think there's a little bit of, of control tweaks you can do, but most of it's mental and he just has to figure it out. And the problem when you're a competing team, who's a team who's always competing, like the Cardinals, like the Braves had, is it's hard to let a guy figure it out on the job. Yeah. Right? You you can't bring him up to the big league level and let him pitch every fifth day with an ERA that's close to six. And so how to figure it out, I don't quite know exactly what you do, but I know that all the pieces are in there for a solid number three pitcher if you can figure out how to unlock it.
0: And it's again, I'm going to hit this again because it's something that I got to remind everyone. He's 23. He's not like some 27-year-old guy now that is missing his prime. He's mm-hmm. still growing into it. Max Fried, who you mentioned was a good comparison as far as what he's got, didn't really take off in the pros until he was 25. You know, he came up at the age of 23, mm-hmm. had to learn some things, had to get used to things, and then finally put it all together and is having a great career. And if uh, if Matthew Liberatore can have anything even remotely close to what Max Freed is doing, I think people will forget the name of Randy or Rosarena
1: a little bit quicker. <laughs> but, there is absolutely plenty of time on Matthew Liberatore. It's just a yeah. matter of you got to get the right pitching instructor in there, and once it clicks. You're going to be happy. You get them yeah
0: And they've got a new voice coming in. You know, Mike Maddox is not going to be the pitching coach this year. And uh, maybe that changes uh, some things for people new, uh, you know, hitting coach as well coming in. So uh, it, it, with Turner Ward taking over, and, uh, you know, maybe this things get altered a little bit for some of these guys that haven't quite lived up to what they thought they were supposed to be at this point in their careers. But, uh, yeah, that's one thing that, uh, we don't have, which you mentioned as Cardinals fans is that, you know, we're always competing. So patience is very small mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to these guys. And, uh, you know, you're like doing, he's gotta be good now. If, like, like people already want to ship Nolan Gorman all over the place that he, that he sucks because, because of his what happened. Last year. Yeah. yeah, And he struck out a lot. Well, I mean, that's kind of the, where we are in the world of baseball these days. Yeah. The strikeouts happen as long as you still have that power. So uh, final wrap up here, before we let you go, Lindsay, if you had a choice and you could make a trade for one of those three catchers that we talked about at the beginning, you've got Sean Murphy, Alejandro Kirk, or you can go with Danny Jansen there. Uh, and with the packages that you proposed, Which one do you think is the smartest move for the Cardinals to compete in this window that they're in right now? Because this is their time with Goldie and Arenado uh, age-wise, contract-wise. This is where they need to be. They need to compete now. Which
1: one do you like the best for them? The guy that I'd like the Cardinals to go get is Danny Jansen because he's going to cost the least. But the guy I think you should get is Sean Murphy because Sean Murphy is the only one who – is reliably good both offensively and defensively and can catch almost every day. And so I think adding Sean Murphy to this, to this lineup brings you probably into the top five on odds for the World Series in 2023. All right.
0: Well, Lindsey, I appreciate you as always. Great insight. Don't forget to uh, always make Locked on Cardinals and Locked on MLB Prospects, your first listen every day. We want to thank you guys for joining us today. In your next listen, make sure you jump over and check out Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Obviously, you can follow Lindsay at Crosby Baseball. And uh, he's bouncing around to all sorts of different podcasts. So if you ever want to know what the other side is thinking, Lindsey's over there talking to these people. He knows them. He's getting the uh, scoop from all of them. So make sure you give him a follow. And uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Lindsey, again, thank you so much for joining us. You guys are the best fans of baseball for a reason. And we'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.